Hi, guys, and welcome to the Confessions of a Millennial podcast. My name's Julia. And I'm Fatima. And we're your podcast for all things millennial, confessional or not. Hi, guys, and welcome back to episode three. So this time we're actually going to be talking about relationships. And although there are tons of different kinds of relationships, whether that's a love relationship, friendship, family, coworker, uh, maybe even an enemy, who knows? Those are all sorts of relationships. Today, we are going to focus more on um, love, dating, marriage, and all that kind of comes within that. We'll talk about our past, what we're going through now, and what we also hope through through the future. Yes, agreed. And we'll continue to expand on it because as you said, there's so many types of relationships and it's mm-hmm. so broad that we'll touch upon relationships and the different types in many, many more episodes to come. But quick disclaimer, we are self-isolating. So the recording of this is taking place with social distancing, or I think it's called now physical distancing in mind. And hopefully when this pandemic is over, we'll get together and be able to record this in one room. Yay. Cannot (laughs) wait. Come on, find a vaccine. (laughs) Yeah. Here's praying. All right. So let's kind of kick it off. I know that we had a few things that we wanted to discuss. So Jules, do you want to sort of kick us off with some of your thoughts and then we can dive right into it? Sure. So just to give you guys um, some background, I am single and I'm 29 years old and I live in Toronto. And unfortunately... (laughs) a number of single men in Toronto just don't come up to girls anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether you see someone on the subway or in a restaurant or at a bar, whatever the case may be. um, That's something that I think is really sad. That's kind of gone out of style. I think people are really depending on dating apps nowadays. I am on Bumble, but not loving it. And actually the saddest thing is 2020, I made a resolution that I said, okay, you know what? I'm old school, no more online dating. I'm only going to date people this year that I either meet in person or like a friend is like, hey, I know someone great for you. Like, let me set you up. And then COVID hit. And then Corona hit and (laughs) you had to resort back to online. (laughs) So basically the universe is failing my resolution, not me. (laughs) Let me ask, how has Bumble... And I guess any other dating sites you've been on, how has that been going on for you? And obviously not well, but what's happened? What are some of your thoughts on men? I mean, I've used Bumble too before I got married. It was right. There were some great people. And then there were some people who, I don't know, were just bored, weren't really looking to date or have a relationship and had nothing else to do. So they were on there. <laughs> but what's what's the lowdown happening right now on Bumble? <laughs> Um, so everyone in their profile description has something about quarantine. Of course. Um, quarantine and chill seems to be the very like common kind of phrase that's made its way to Bumble. Uh, but I agree. Like, I think there are definitely some good people out there. I've dated a ton of people from Bumble and had relationships and they've been fine and they haven't worked out, but I don't think that's for one thing or another. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's how I feel it's going. I mean, I just, I think for me, 
I'm such a attraction kind of person. And that doesn't necessarily have to be physical. I could see someone who's really charismatic from across the room and be really drawn in or intrigued to them um, by their personality as well. But I mean, definitely, you know, physical characteristics do play a part because you don't want to be with someone you can't stand to look at. Of course, of course. (laughs) There has to be something physical. But I agree with you. I have sometimes not even in a wanting to date someone, but I've been, let's say at a restaurant or I've been taking the bus or streetcar or whatever it may have been. But I've seen someone who for some reason I'm just drawn to nothing because they're so beautiful. I can't stop staring at them, but just something Mm -hmm. about them. And it's not like I even wanted to date them, but just some charisma or some aura about them that was drawing me in. Right. And I feel the same way. Like I'm very simple and I guess carnal kind of that way that I, (laughs) you need to be an attractive mate to this, to this Leo for me to to come to you. (laughs) Um, So yeah, but I I think I really like men coming up to women. I like that idea. I think it's worked for so many years and I don't really know why it's stopped for whatever reason. The internet. Um, I know I've heard that rejection is really big and guys are so afraid, but I think if you're kind, the girl 99% of the time, even if she's going to reject you is going to be kind as well. Yeah. Um, Cause I've always had guys come up and honestly, I'm the kind of person, you don't have to have a line. You could literally just say hi and introduce yourself or say like, hi, can I buy you a drink? Like yeah. it can genuinely be that simple Yeah, for me. Um, and I noticed that in Canada, like I said, in Canada, they don't really do it. But every time I go to the US within 10 minutes of being in like a bar or restaurant, someone has come up to me and I just, I really admire their courage and the the saying that goes nothing ventured, nothing gained. So Step up, boys. <laughs> I was going to say, are Canadians just lazy? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't know. I really don't. I think people might have just gravitated towards dating apps. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just been more attractive because it's so accessible on your phone and versus it's, to go out. Maybe it's less fear for the guy because when you do go up to a girl and you do ask them, there's that fear that they're going to say no. However, if you're on a dating app, then you already can let go of that portion of it, of the worry, because you know that they're interested in dating too, because they're on the dating app. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's it, but yeah, I have noticed that not recently, obviously, because I'm married, <laughs> <laughs> but I, when I was single, I noticed that from when I was in my early 20s to later in, you know, my mid and then even late 20s, people just would not, very rarely would a guy come up to me and talk to me. Right. To, to date or even just to chat. It's really just hard to meet people in general nowadays. It is. We're definitely all so busy. Um. Okay. So now that we've talked a little bit about the dating and we'll get more into it too. Yeah. Let's talk about what your best and what your worst relationships were. Okay. So my best relationship with me, my current one, which is my marriage. <laughs> Thank God. I would, I would hope. I feel like <laughs> if I didn't say that was the case and I do truly feel like it is the best relationship, it would be kind of weird. <laughs> People mm-hmm. would, I'm sure you listeners would go, why is she saying that this is not her best relationship? <laughs> 
But anywho, so my best relationship is my marriage. Uh, he is the most supportive person I've ever met. And just I'll kind of mesh the two of best and worst relationships together because they happened sort of back to back. My worst relationship was my previous one, which I will not name names, but Jules met this person and it was the worst one for many reasons. I mm -hmm. had not dated for quite some time. And the reason I had stopped dating was I had gone through a previous breakup, which was very difficult for, you know, a lot of reasons. And the person that I was in this relationship with, we didn't date for very long, I would say a year, which I don't feel like nowadays is very long. And mm. there was a number of factors as to why I sort of fell into this relationship and let it go on for as long as I did. I had lost myself as a person. I had lost sort of my, I guess, identity. And I gave in a lot, which obviously spurred it more to bring it to where it was. And eventually it did end and it ended on his part, which I felt like at the time was obviously difficult. Any breakup is, mm -hmm. but not even that long after, actually, I realized that it was for the best and so many red flags that I didn't acknowledge or try to deal with. And it was more of a, my friend introduced me to this person. I went on a blind date. And at the time he was nice as everyone is on first dates generally. <laughs> and then you kind of just it snowballs, you go on date two and three and so forth. And then you're turn around and you're a few months into the relationship and you think, okay, well, this is going okay. You know, nothing really to complain about. Let's just move on and continue on. But what I lost was being able to identify those red flags as not okay and having more confidence in myself. And because I went through such a bad breakup before, not bad in, you know, it was this traumatic experience, but it was hard and it was my longest relationship and our lives were so intertwined that it was definitely, it took me a long time to get over it. And I don't even think when I started dating this guy, I was even really over it. So I think mm -hmm. I just kind of thought, let me just make this work. It's fine. But then that ended. And then I met my husband coincidentally, I think days after, and we actually met on Instagram. <laughs> so Hi. 20th century millennial love there you or go 21st century 21st century <laughs> and we met on Instagram. met on the gram yep I, I never really talked to anyone on Instagram but the way he approached me was not really to hit on me but just to chat and obviously I wasn't ready for a relationship so I did put that off and we kind of reconnected and started talking again a few months later and then eventually after much persistence he convinced me to go on a date and then obviously the rest was history but we're very supportive of each other and we're always trying to push ourselves to be even better and he's always and always does support me even the most ri ridiculous dreams just always supports me and I really like that I love that I love that about him when I look at both my worst and best relationship because they were so close to each other it is like night and day and I can vouch for that because yeah. I've met both people <laughs> yeah. and her husband is awesome 
and her previous person, not so much. And of course, I was a kind friend and was kind to him. But I think at one point I did say you could do a lot better. You did. You did say that. You did say that. It was more towards the end of the relationship anyways, where I was kind of doubting it. And I was like, is this working? Yeah. Or is this not? But yes, you did. And then, you know, it was just meant to end. And I'm glad that it did. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, so, that's fair. Yeah, that's just, that's me. It's just coincidence that they were both back to back. Very fair. Um, so mine are actually similar. They're back to back. Yeah. But they were a long, long time ago, even though I look like I'm 13. <laughs> <laughs> And I get ID'd everywhere. Uh, Having that youthful so, glow. That youthful glow. Those those skincare products are paying off. We'll we'll do a skincare episode and hook you guys. That'll up. be another episode we'll get into. <laughs> yeah. So my first or not my first, but the the worst one was when I was 15. I dated someone really briefly. Um, we met in person. I know, crazy. <laughs> it's like un- unheard of nowadays it really is it really is he came up to me props to him <laughs> um but we did it really briefly I think it was two months and he was really clingy I wasn't into it I'm not that kind of person and we broke up and went our separate ways I'm the kind of person that I don't I can't be friends with someone after a breakup it's just the way I'm built don't judge me. I get a lot of flack already about it from my friends, but it's fine. <laughs> it's just who I am. And then I think it was maybe a year later, I met probably the one of the best relationships, but the one I think that I truly just have a lot of fond memories of mm-hmm. um, was this other person I met. And we actually met through a, a mutual friend because he went to school with someone that I was friends with. Mm-hmm. Um, like an acquaintance kind of friend. And I was at something with that person and I ran into him and met him in person as well. I know, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and we dated for six months because I was in grade 11 and he was in grade 12 and he was going away to school. And he was going far, far away. And I think we both kind of, I think I didn't want to ask him to be faithful while he was gone. And I think he really liked and cared about me and wanted to be, but at the same time wanted that college experience. So we just figured we'd end the relationship. If things were meant to be, we'd find each other down the road. Um, But he was just really wonderful. I think that's the best way to describe him because he was really sweet, really kind. He was so tall. And for anyone who doesn't know me, I need a tall man. (laughs) Jules's minimum dating requirement is you have to be six feet. Or taller. Yeah, minimum six feet. You're five, nine, and like 11 (laughs) inches. No, 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 no. That's not going to (laughs) work. It's not. And I have no maximum. So it's just a minimum. (laughs) Because I like them tall. (laughs) And fun fact, sorry, real fun fact. I did date someone once who was six, nine. Oh, my. I know. And just so you guys know, I'm five, five. So I'm not that tall. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've ever met someone who's six, nine. He was so tall. Wow. Oh my God. Tall for days. <laughs> anyways. So anyways, yes. So he was very tall. He was built like Captain America. <laughs> All the things. And he was just really sweet. And we really kind of had, I think we both had our first like teenage falling in love experience with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was probably the only time I've really fallen in love 
Right. Did you ever connect with him after? We never did. We said we were going to keep each other as Facebook friends, but like delete our phone numbers and kind of do that Mm -hmm. because we knew if we'd reconnect, it would be to be together. It wouldn't be to be friends. Right. And, and, um, and then I think a few years after that, like maybe four or five years after he doesn't use Facebook anymore and it's gone. Oh, so he deleted yeah. it. So, I mean, I've definitely like low key like tried to find him on Instagram. Low key <laughs> stalking. To, yeah, just to see what's going on. No big deal. <laughs> and um, and I can't find him, so I don't think he has any social media. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, but I did hear through the grapevine because again, we have a mutual friend that he had been dating someone for a long time. I don't know if they're married. Or not, mm-hmm. but now, but I think I heard that when I was like 24, 25, that he had been dating someone and I think they were together for like three years. So Aww. he obviously kind of likes that person. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. He, he kind of likes that person or, you know, just killing time for a few years with one person. <laughs> Until he found me again. No, I'm just kidding. They're probably happy and I'm happy for them. all right so moving moving on um so I did already ask you sort of how you feel about dating and the current situation but what are your what are your thoughts on men I mean overall I know we chat a little bit about the fact that they don't come up to women they don't make an effort (laughs) it seems like anymore but in general, overall, like U.S. included, because I feel like the men in the U.S. are much more cordial and so much nicer and willing to make an effort to talk to someone. Right. You know what? I'm very blessed that in our travel episode, I'm sure you've heard, I've traveled a lot. So I'm pretty sure I've met like the United Nations. I've (laughs) met a lot of men from a lot of countries. That doesn't mean that I dated them. I've just met. Let's just be clear. Yeah. Um, but I have a really positive outlook. I mean, I have been cheated on. I think everyone has at some point in their life. And I think I just, I know that there's good men out there. I know that there's bad men out there. And I think it's the matter of like finding the good men. I think in my mind too, the ratio is like 80% of men are good and 20% are like not good humans. Yeah. So you kind of want to avoid that. But I've never really had a tarnished, version due to a relationship of what I think a guy is but I think people need to be realistic as well because women are so strong so capable so great at multitasking we take on challenges as if it's like winking at someone Mm -hmm. like it's that simple and some men are really into that and really amazing and for that And some men aren't. And that doesn't mean that they're bad men. They just need a second to like digest that their partner might be the stronger partner Mm -hmm. and they have to accept that themselves. Agreed. I was actually, it's funny you say that I was listening to a podcast. I was going to say reading. I was listening to another podcast (laughs) and that's what sort of, they were talking about a little bit about relationships and the alpha male and alpha female and a lot of, a lot of men generally are sort of the alpha in a re- in relationships or they see themselves as an alpha. So when a alpha woman they meet, mm-hmm. they see it 
is difficult for them to sort of share that alphaness. Yeah, I don't know, like the yeah. alpha, I'm calling it the alphaness. And so I think that is a big problem for men to adjust to that there are alpha women and there's going to be more as time goes on. Right. And as someone who is an alpha woman, a hundred percent and Fatima can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> I know she is an alpha woman. <laughs> I'm really attracted to alpha men. Mm-hmm. So like I want to be in a double alpha relationship, which I've heard is apparently not the healthiest because alpha is supposed to be with a beta, but I just, I would never back down to someone. So I would never want someone to back down to me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that we wouldn't compromise. That yeah. doesn't mean that we wouldn't work together to fix or come to a conclusion. I just think it's more of like, I, like I've said it earlier, I'm really simple in the way I've built. Um, I was an athlete growing up too. So I'm very like logical and pragmatic and alpha and alpha to me just makes sense. Yeah. I don't think that when I don't necessarily, for example, believe that when people say two alphas cannot be in a relationship, they definitely can. It's just Mm -hmm. about learning to compromise and finding that middle ground for your relationship. And every relationship is different. So. Right. Um, How do you, I mean, you're married to a man, so I'm going to say you're kind of okay with them. How do you feel? Kind of okay. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Like, yeah, I can't complain. So I guess more so maybe recently versus other times being in self-isolation, I've come to learn a little bit more about our relationship. And Mm -hmm. I have come to realize that I wouldn't say I'm an alpha female, to maybe the extent jewels that you are. Yeah. But I definitely stand up for what I believe in or what I think is right and and so on and so forth. But I am also one who does compromise a lot more when I'm in a relationship than the other person. I think it's just, um, just my nature. Mm -hmm. I, I like to, I guess, as they say, I like to pick my battles. So I don't, given to everything, but I give into a lot of stuff. And that's why when it is a big deal for me, it does say a lot that I'm standing up for it. But in my relationship with my husband, I would definitely say he's the alpha. And I guess you could say I'm the beta, <laughs> technically. But I don't, uh, we, we kind of mesh well together we definitely have like some moments where we're kind of going back and forth and we're both trying to prove our points but we do make it work and I do sort of compromise a lot more but then he also compromises when and where it's really important versus like the little things all right Let's... So if there's, sorry, just, just a quick recap there. So if there's any um, alpha over six feet, per, preferably a Sagittarius, because I'm a Leo and that's my best match. Um, <laughs> when the quarantine's over, come find me in person. <laughs> just feel free to send us an email. <laughs> send us your profile picture, your, you know, dimensions and any other details. I photo of you standing yeah and it will be preferable in comparison to someone who's five five <laughs> and, and then we can judge and we'll connect with you so you can start dating jewels <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Sounds good. Um, okay, so I think if you're good, I'll take the last question on, which one that I found was really good was what advice would you have given to your past self? Mm, that is such a good question. And yeah. I, I think that with really anyone people don't stop and think about what they've learned thus far. And, and this Mm -hmm. is applicable to any situation, but you know, relationships, because that's what we're talking about. But I guess the one thing, and I'll keep it brief is the advice that I would give to myself is believe in who you are and be confident in who you are. And if it's something that is happening in a relationship that you're not happy with, Don't just let it go by and stand up for yourself. If that person loves and cares for you as they say they do, they will respect your decision and respect your wishes. And if they don't, then they won't. Mm -hmm. That's my, my one little tidbit of advice. I think my little tidbit would be go with, how you feel in the moment because how you feel in that moment at that point in your life is probably your truest form of yourself at that time. Yeah. So I'll give you just a quick example. When I was younger, um, like for example, when I was in high school and a lot of people were dating, you know, for four years and doing the high school sweetheart, we're in a relationship. We found each other. We're in love. It's amazing. I was much more of a I'm really young. Like I want to date around and see what I like and see what I'm interested in. What do I bring to the table? What do they bring to the table and try and figure things out. And I always said, when I'm older, I can get married. Like there's no rush. I have so much time. And now that I am older, I'm so glad I did that because I know exactly what I want and I know exactly what I bring to the table. And I know that I'm ready for a relationship. Um, That doesn't mean I didn't have relationships in the past. I just, I think throughout my life, I always tried to really just be true to how I felt. And if there were relationships where I didn't feel that way, I ended them really quickly. Yeah. That's what I really like about you, Jules, is the fact that when you see that something is not working, you're, Mm -hmm. you can call it out and say, Hey, you know what? This isn't working and just end it. I'm not, I'm like the opposite. Okay. I will just stick it out. I don't know why. I obviously have an like, issue. It'll get better. I swear. <laughs> I do. I obviously have some sort of problem, but I will just stick it out. And I don't know what that is about me. I also really just have a hard time with confronting people. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, personality trait of mine causes me to, as I said, be the one who's the beta and compromise more right? than being the alpha. And, and so that's just me. But yeah, that's what I admire. I would like to say I admire oh. that about you because I feel like when you can call out that stuff, you also avoid those, you know, heartbreak and those issues and, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that kind of piles on afterwards. You can avoid all that stuff. Well, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, But I agree. I think it's a really good way to just, and it doesn't have to be confrontational. You can just literally go up to someone and say, hey, this is what it is. And again, I'll give you an example. My best friend and I, 
we have been friends for 16 years because we met in high school and we're high school sweethearts. So get over it, (laughs) y'all. And her and I, in that amount of time, have had one fight. Because if something bothers one of us, we always bring it to the other's attention. And we're just like, hey, this isn't cool. Like, I didn't like that. And the other person will be like, I'm sorry, that wasn't, you know, like, we'll deal with it the way adults do. And we've just always been that way. And I think that's why we're so happy as friends. And like, I really hope I'll find that in a guy. But I'm 29, I got time. (laughs) I think that's so important when you have a disagreement with someone or if they're doing something that's upsetting you, it doesn't have to end in a fight. And I think that that's something people may forget that, Oh, okay. I don't like this. So I have to argue about this to get my point. You can Mm -hmm. have a civilized conversation say, Hey, Hey Jules, you know, the other day when you said this to me, it hurt my feelings because of this, this and this. And you know, you can respect that and say, that was not my intention at all. Completely respect that. I'll be aware of that next time. So it doesn't happen again. That's it. It doesn't have exactly. to be an argument. Exactly. And it can be really genuine. Um, and it doesn't always have to be in a, in a love relationship. It could be in any of your relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like as long as it's really genuine and the person understands that you weren't being malice, you are going to watch the behavior to not do it again. And then it also makes you take a step back and go, whoa, maybe they're more sensitive and they caught that maybe there's someone like me who also didn't like it but isn't that sensitive and didn't say something agreed absolutely absolutely and i'll just end it off with one thing i really admire about you since you did me Um, (laughs) i really (laughs) i really admire your technique when you're trying to do something with someone and let's say it's not exactly what you want i admire the technique that you use to kindly ask for what you want. Because I think a lot of people, and myself included, I've definitely gotten better as time has gone on, but sometimes when you want something so bad, you get kind of like anxious to get it. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're really patient and you're just like, okay, well, that's really valid. Like, here's my point and here's why I think it would be better for us or this or that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a really great thing. And you've kind of taught me to be better at it. And I feel like it's helped in all of my relationships. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I never realized I did that. You do. <laughs> well, that's good to know. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Okay, well, I'm going to add that to my resume. <laughs> special skills under special skills (laughs) awesome oh this was this was a good episode i feel like uh, we got a lot more out there and for you listeners you got to know us a little bit better and we want to thank you for joining definitely find us wherever you listen to your podcast and we'll see you at our next episode. Um, and like Fatima said in the beginning, we will do more on these kinds of topics as they come up. But we want to kind of hit everything first. So stay tuned for the next confession. Bye, guys. <laughs>